Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. So, how have you been doing since that last episode, huh? Yeah, Jesus is beginning to tell us, and he's only begun, folks, to not worry, to not worry, to not fret, to not be anxious, to not be fearful. Scripture tells us that repeatedly, folks. So we're in Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to start at verse 25 again, because Jesus is pointing out these things as he's teaching on the side of this mountain. And he says this, for this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life. As to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on it, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So why did he start off for this reason? Well, I'm sort of thinking because he's coming out of what he just said. He says you can't serve God and mammon. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve wealth or mammon. You're either going to serve God, you're either going to follow God, you're either going to trust God or you're going to trust yourself and you're going to trust the worrying and you're going to trust the anxiety and you're going to trust the fear and you're going to trust the fretting. That's what it boils down to. He says it's for this reason that I don't want you to be worried. Now, I know that in the flesh and within the soulish realm that you cannot keep from worrying and fretting. That's the whole point. If, though, you are a true believer, we are are empowered by the Most High God Himself who dwells within us in the fullness of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Spirit. We are empowered by Him to live lives that will manifest faith rather than fear. He asked the question Jesus did at the end of verse 25, is not life more than food? Remember that word life is suke, which means the breath, the very soul. Is not your existence the breath of life more than food. Your life doesn't consist of food and the fact, though some people's lives do, that's another whole issue, right? But it's not over worrying and fretting over what you're going to eat and drink. The kingdom of God, Paul actually says this another right, the kingdom of God is not what you eat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, okay? The body is more than clothing. What Jesus continues on, he gives them some examples. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? So what is Jesus inferring here? That the Father feeds the birds. Will not the Father feed you? The Father takes care of the birds. Will not he take care of us? Verse 27, And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And that word life can also right there be translated as height because it's a different word than the life before. Heliki, I think is how you pronounce it, has to deal with the age and maturity and the process, the timeline of life right there. So he's saying this, really? You think that by worrying and by fretting and that by being anxious that you can add to your life? And he's saying, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. Let's continue on. Verse 28. 
And why are you worried about clothing? <laughs> this is Jesus asking these questions, okay? Remember the first one. There's not life more than food in the body, more than clothing. And the second one, aren't you worth more than they, the birds? And the third one, hey, who can buy worry and add an hour to his life? And now another question. And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Now, he's on the side of a mountain. He would have been able to point out these things. He'd been able to point out the birds. He's pointing out the beauty of the lilies of the fields. And he says, observe these things, okay? The, they grow and they're beautiful. They don't toil, nor do they spin, verse 29. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. Is that not one of the most vivid pictures right there? I mean, a vivid picture. Solomon, particularly when the mindset of the Jewish people that he's speaking to right here, uh, the great king, the king, the, uh, the wisest of all kings, the wisest of all men. I mean, wise, brilliant knowledge-wise, which if you believe that he's the one that wrote a certain portion of Scripture, at the end of his life is going, you know, phew, I, I've gained all this knowledge. I've done everything. Here's the bottom line. Just, you just love God and obey him. <laughs> That's what he's saying. But he's saying that Solomon, in all his glory, and Jesus is acknowledging the glory of Solomon. He's, but his clothing was nothing compared to the lilies of the field. But then he says this, verse 20, But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown in the furnace, will he not much more clothe you. Now, I've stopped at the, in the middle of the verse. There's another little phrase right here. We'll look at it. actually another sentence here in just a moment. But think about this. He's saying, if God so clothes the lily, because obviously the lilies don't go out and put on their clothing and try to figure out what they're going to wear, et cetera, et cetera. No, this is how God made them. He provides for them. And it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And these are just the grasses of the field that are here today and they're going tomorrow. And then they're thrown in the furnace. How much more will the Lord clothe you? How much more will the Lord take care of you? Then he says this, you of little faith. Whoa, that's where we've gotten to here. This whole thing where he's saying, don't worry. And he's asking all these questions and he's pointing out kind of all this stuff. He's saying you have little faith. And then the big thing is this. They're putting their faith in the wrong places. They're putting their faith in what they can attain to, what they can do. They think by worrying about fretting over uh, drink and food and clothing, he'll get into housing later by <laughs> worrying about all this, that they can add to this. And he says you can't. He says it's a matter of faith. What are you trusting in? And who or what do you have faith? And let me tell you, folks, there's many, many, many who claim to be believers. And you know what? They may be. Only the Most High God knows that. But when you see their lives, their true faith is in their ability to do something. Their true faith, as I said in the previous episode, is in their fear and in their fretting and in their worry, and in their anxiety. 
it has bound people, even those that are the body of Christ. It has kept many, many, many who are very religious and who are good on the outside and, you know, they behave well and all this kind of stuff. Everybody loves them, et cetera, et cetera. But they're not truly saved because this fear has bound them up. And Jesus is revealing this. He's saying, you of little faith, you're putting your eyes and your attention on all this other stuff. And it shouldn't be that way. Well, let me stop right here. We'll pick it up next episode. I'll see you then. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. Bless you.